My guest on this week's episode of Says and Search is Brian Barwick, local SEO manager at Sterling Sky. Brian has been working in local SEO since 2008, and he is one of the most respected voices in our industry. He's a contributor to the annual local search ranking factor study, which is prepared by Whitespark and combines the insights of all the top local SEOs in the world. Brian is an excellent blogger. He's written for Bright Local, the local U blog, and on the Sterling Sky Company blog. I caught up with Brian at Old Irving Brewing Company on the north side of Chicago for a wide ranging conversation about local SEO. What is Brian's approach to local link building? How does he approach updates to Google's algorithm? What's it like working with Joy Hawkins and the Dream Team at Sterling Sky? I'm going to ask Brian these questions and many others. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Brian Barwick. We'll talk about local spam and his answers may surprise you. We'll spend a little time chatting about the ways local SEOs are getting stretched to do more challenging things. And I'll talk to him about a Chicago staple for steak lovers, the Cherry Circle Room. Brian Barwick, welcome to Southern Search. How are you doing? Excellent. Thanks for having me, Mark. It is a long time coming having you on here. We talked about it a while ago, having you in person, and then this COVID thing happened, and it's been two years. Uh, you're just catching up with you. How's your summer been? How's everything going at Sterling Sky? What you been up to? Yeah, everything's going great. Uh, Sterling Sky is going, uh, doing really well, growing at a rapid pace. Uh, I think when we started, uh, I was about the ninth or tenth person there, and now we're up to about 30. So that's awesome. Uh, yep, just rolling along. That's great. And I, I wanted to ask you about Sterling Sky because <clears throat> I don't know if everybody watching this is even going to realize the impact they make in local SEO. They've got the local U conference. They've got the local search forum, uh, about nine other things I'm forgetting off the top of my head. You know, kind of talk about what it's like to work there and, and the impact that they're making on local SEO. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, Joy started it, uh, Joy and Colin, and it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a ride so far, you know. Um, I can't say enough good things about the company that we have, like, I don't know, six or seven product Google product experts on the team now. Isn't that uh, crazy? Yeah, yeah, it just keeps growing. So, uh, you know, people contact us all the time thinking that we're Google. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's kind of crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about about the company and just about the people that work there. All right. Well, let's get into some topics in in local SEO and. You know, at this time, we're talking about a pretty significant Google update. It's just rolling out almost as we're filming here. So I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen here, but more, this is an open-ended question about how you approach updates like this. Are you panicking? Are you looking at tools every day? How do you assess Google updates as they come out? You know, they're increasingly coming out with these things, but what's your approach to it? Do you just kind of sit back and have a beer and, and relax, or what, what, what do you do? Pretty much, if you're doing it right, that's what you got, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, I think you're, you're referencing the Google uh, helpful, content. Uh, helpful content update, yes. right? Yes. Uh, I think it is rolling out right now as we speak. Um, typically, those are disasters when they roll out, right? Yes. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but um, Google rarely gets it right on the first try when they do a rollout, but we'll see. Uh, I guess in terms of like what we're looking for, we don't, we don't usually check a lot of tools or anything like that. We're, we're looking at... You know, our, our clients, uh, the competitors that they have there, who's, who's kind of increasing, who's decreasing in the rankings. Uh, I guess for those, we use, you know, Places Scout, some of the, some of the local tools, um, checking analytics and Search Console and things like that. But most of the time, we don't really worry too much about uh, algo updates or new updates that come out. Because again, if you're doing SEO the right way, which most people, you know, a lot of people that we deal with are anyways. Right. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't have much of an impact. Seems to me like this one, the, the way that they geared it or the way that they're talking about it was more towards AI-generated content and affiliates, yeah. but 
uh, again, we'll have to kind of wait and see how, how that happens when, it, when the rollout's complete. Yeah, and I, I think that's good advice. You can sleep well at night when you're just doing the right things, right? It's like not, not trying to do too much. So uh, the other thing, I've had a couple of local SEOs on recently, and they both said similar things, although slightly different, that local SEO is becoming more than it was you know, two, three years ago where we were talking about GMB at that time, GBP. Uh, we were talking a lot about you know, maybe on-site signals and cities in the H1s and stuff like that. But now we're being stretched a little bit into things that are maybe more technical SEO. You know, I think Emily Brady mentioned schema has like 145 uh, local, there are 145 schemas for local businesses. You know, these are, these are ways that we're being stretched. Do, do you feel like, um, you know, this is a different job than you had two years ago. You've been, been there, done that. You've been in this business for over a decade. Uh, as you reflect on these last couple of years, are you feeling like there's been some stretching, that, that, that local SEOs are being forced to learn new skills and, and to develop new abilities? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think even, you know, uh, longer than two years, I think we're yeah. starting to see it really come on and like a lot of more local SEOs are starting to talk about this now. But, uh, you know, I can even remember several years ago when I was dealing with strictly with attorneys at AttorneySync. Um, you know, I, we had to do a lot of technical stuff on the website just to make sure. Kind of goes back to, you know, the, the foundational SEO stuff where right. make sure the house is good and then build up from there, right? So you're making sure that the, the technical aspect is good, then you got the content and links and, you know, you're just kind of building out from there. So I think that uh, local SEOs are, you know, broadening the horizon more a little bit uh, with, you know, the, the things that they are, are trying to learn uh, and kind of expected to learn now with, technical and schema and, and just kind of all that stuff. Um, whereas I think probably in the past you had kind of local was, you know, kind of the, the side project of the regular SEO program. And now you have kind of all that blended together. So if you have, you know, like, like we do or like you do working on uh, local clients, particularly rather than enterprise or something like that, and you have, you know, your local SEOs working on that, they kind of need to have a wider range of, of skills rather than we can just outsource that to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Even things like citations used to be right. such a needle mover in local SEO, and it was kind of an easy thing to do. Now it's a diminished signal, and these other things that are more challenging are, are becoming more. So, you know, we talked about the way things have changed. One thing that hasn't changed very much is spam is still prevalent on the maps. I can't believe I've been doing this show for three years now, and that's still a topic I always want to, almost can't have a local SEO on here without talking about. You know, you don't, I think one of the things that I worry about is the mom and pop. So like people can hire an agency like us and we can help clean up uh, map spam if we want to, but it's not overly complicated to do that. So a mom and pop, you know, diner, a grocery store or something like that, they could, they could help, uh, they, could, they could take this into their own hands and we could kind of democratize this data. I'm curious, can you help explain the sorts of spam that you're seeing a lot at Sterling Sky? And kind of maybe some easy tactics to clean that up if you notice a competitor is ranking because they've got a bunch of keywords in their business name or something like that. What, what, what do you suggest? Uh, I hope Jerry doesn't kill me for this stuff. But, <laughs> uh, we, so we see a lot of uh, you know, keyword stuffing the business name, uh, which I recommend. It works <laughs> all the time. Google yeah. doesn't you know, uh, punish for that or, or, or anything, suspend for that anymore. Uh, we see a lot of fake reviews. So there's yes. a, lot of, uh, a lot of review spam. And then there's just a lot of, uh, you know, you see in like garage doors or auto industry or things like that with uh, just fake listings in general, right? Those yeah. are kind of the, the big three that we see. Um, with reviews, you can, 
um, you know, you can, there's a, a, a new system that they rolled out recently where you can uh, flag reviews and uh, I forget the, forget the name of the, uh, the form that they use, but there, there's a new form that you can use um, within the GMB bash, dashboard uh, to, to flag reviews within there. That's still kind of hit and miss. Uh, you know, it can be effective if it's very obvious to Google. Sometimes it's not. Uh, one, one thing that we've actually been using quite a bit of is uh, um, the transparency company. Okay. Uh, and they are fairly new, but uh, come onto the scene pretty quickly and, and made some noise. And um, so what they do is basically have a, uh, a review system uh, that they put in place and they, they look at all the reviews to, to see if it's uh, fake or not. Um, and then uh, they are actually submitting information to Google and attorney generals and things like that nice. to actually help out the mom and pop shops. You know, if you got all these other places that are, that are actually spending there too. Uh, and then again, the, the, the Google My Business or Google yeah. Business, it's whatever take a while it is, for us yeah. to get this straight. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the spamming of that name. I mean, there's Google. You can you can report that Google take it down, and then you could write, you know have your client put it right back up the very next day. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's really no stopping that at the moment. Wow. So that's a that's a controversial uh, controversial statement. I like it though. Um, so I want to shift gears if we can't. You mentioned you worked with attorneys a lot. Probably a lot of link building in that in that uh, in that field. That's kind of how you move the needle with lawyers. Uh, Ross Hudgens from Siege Media recently made a lot of news. Uh, it was kind of went wild on SEO Twitter and on LinkedIn and everywhere else. I think some other shows have talked about it, but he said Siege Media is no longer doing manual link building, which is a shift. They they have a big reputation for being big big time link builders. Uh, they're going to have a different approach where they think they can automatically generate links. It's not like they're saying links don't matter anymore. But I'm curious at, at this stage, we're filming this in late August, 2022, how do you, how do you view uh, manual link building in a local campaign? Yeah, we still, we still use it, right? And there's different ways that you can go about it. And you know, I, I, link building is a hot topic of discussion anytime it ever comes up, right? Um, you know, we still focus on the citations and directories, but, but the bigger ones, right? We're not yes. going off in like, hitting the ones that are 100, 200 deep, but make sure you got Yelp, Facebook, Better Business Bureau, Angie's List, that kind of stuff, Home Smart. Advisor, right? For whatever whatever industry you're in, lawyers need Justia and Navo and Fine Law, things like that. Uh, make sure you're hitting the big ones. And then, you know, there's obviously some outreach that goes on with, with content production and things like that. So if you have a, you know, for lawyers again, if you have a cool, uh, you know, injury map or something like that, or uh, that still works. A uh, little bit harder to do that because now everybody's kind of doing that as well. But yeah. uh, and then you know we, we still do a lot of uh, local link building as well, right? So like uh, finding businesses around your client's business that you know maybe they they go to often or they they deal with a, on a daily basis, trying to get some either content rolling like that or uh, maybe even some reciprocal links and things like that. Uh, stuff that you. You know, especially for local, you can get those little mom and pop shops to link to your site, and Google's going to reward that because you know you're, it's relevant. You're in the area, uh, you're doing business with these people. So, uh, you know, especially link building again in general, just uh, kind of a hot topic. But we definitely, uh, we definitely still do a lot of manual. Yeah, manual. and I, I would say like, yeah, things like the local search ranking factors, which I know you've been a part of in the past. Uh, would indicate it's still a, a, something that, that local SEOs are very interested in 
believe that it makes a big difference. The biggest thing on that local search ranking factors is GBP generally. So <clears throat> the factors on there, you mentioned you've been growing. That means you're getting new clients. It means that you're, you're maybe inheriting somebody else's work or maybe these are people who've never done local SEO before. What are the kind of like three or four, you always see it. It's, a, it's, a, it's like they're not doing, they're, maybe it's not, they don't have, they have just one category selected or maybe they're not seating and answering Q&A. What are some of the common pitfalls that you're seeing with campaigns that you, that you, uh, that you take on? Yeah, so I think you nailed two of them right there, right? Uh, uh, minimal categories are the wrong category. Uh, you know, so it, it, the secondary categories aren't going to help you rank a ton, right? But they, if, if someone's looking for some secondary category that you have listed, it'll help you show up a little bit. Uh, so you want to make sure that you fill all those out there. I think there's nine or ten right now that you can actually continue on, right? Main category and then nine or ten secondary categories. Um, having the wrong URL yeah. is, a, is a big one. So Good one. Uh, most of the time, especially for local uh, and some medium and small businesses, you're going to want it to the homepage. But you get some lawyers and things like that with uh, you know, locations in different cities. You want to vary, sometimes you want to vary that. Or if you, you know, purely want to focus on car accidents, you know, you maybe want to throw it uh, a link to the to the car accident page, um, and then I think it, you know, one of the pitfalls that we see too is we want to optimize the entire Google My Business. I'm still saying Google My Business. I know Google I know. My Business yeah. um, profile at all times, right? And most of the time, other other businesses or <laughs> SEO agencies are not doing that. Yeah. And the reason we do that is one, it's because G. Uh, GBP, GMB, yeah. whatever, I'm interchanging. Okay, I just started calling it Search Console and not Webmaster Tools. So, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're like so you, uh, you basically want to fill out all of that information in there because you never know when Google's going to use it, right? Yeah. Uh, the justification's coming out. Sometimes they use them, sometimes they don't. Google My Posts are now being pulled in. Uh, you know, your, your GMB page is basically the new homepage, right? Yes. Blumenthal's been saying that for, for years and yep. everybody's starting to catch up to it now, but the, the more information that you have in there, the more you can fill it out, questions and answers, uh, products, services, all that stuff, the better off you're going to be. I love it. And so, what are you are you finding that people are actually taking, you know, is this accelerating? So this, this phrase by Mike Blumenthal is the phrase. You, again, there are things when you have a local SEO on, they're going to say Google is your new homepage. Are you finding that these trends are accelerating, that this like sort of zero click search now is accelerating in local SEO, that people are taking actions? Uh, from GBP that people are converting without ever visiting a website. Um, and the, that's a trend that, that may continue here into the new year. Yeah, I think so. You know, it, again, the more information that you can fill out on your uh, profile there, the GMB profile, the better off you're going to be, right? If, if people have questions and they, you know, we're, we're at uh, a brewery right now, right? Yeah. If, if you're looking for a place to park and somebody asks a question on your Google My Business profile, more than likely other people have that question too, yes. right? And if you've never been here, do you have a parking lot? Can we park here? You know, things like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, maybe they're not, uh, you know, conversion factors, right? But it's going to help, uh, you know, people just find out more information about the business, uh, help customers, you know, once they get there. Uh, you know, we, we also have uh, call tracking on the Google My Business profiles as well, uh, which Smart. you should have, right? Yeah. So that way you can know how many people are calling your business directly from the Google My Business profile without actually visiting the website, right? So you know that you know that that's occurring, but if you don't have call tracking set up, you don't know how how often people are actually doing that. 
right, last, last question about <laughs> local SEO. What are the tools for the job? What are the kind of, you're, you're starting your day, you've got your cup of coffee, you want to go into uh, two, three tools to kind of get, gauge where everything's at. What are the things you have to have in order to do your job as a local SEO? That's good. Uh, so analytics and search console, I'm always in. Uh, I use Place to Scout a lot. Uh, they, they do a lot of, uh, you know, basically local grid tracking with map pins and things like that. So it's easy to tell, uh, you know, show clients movement over time, positive or negative. Um, Hrefs I use a lot as well. Uh, that's good for, you know, uh, link building, link intersects, uh, content gap stuff. Uh, I use that a lot. Um, those are probably the main four that I use on a daily basis. So. I love it. Well, now I'm going to get to everybody's favorite part of the show. This is where Greg Gifford gives me a question for the guest, but gives me no context. So it's a bit of a high wire act for both of us. For you, he has Cherry Circle Room. Does this ring a bell to you at all? Do you know what he's talking about here? I believe I do. Is that, is that uh, a restaurant in Chicago? There is a restaurant in Chicago called Cherry Circle Room. I believe you, that did, was it. Does this ring a bell to you? Yeah, I think uh, that was a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, when uh, me and Greg and I believe Guy Sakalakis were, were up there hanging out, uh, having some dinner and drinking some bourbon. I love it. They probably have a steak in that menu too, if I know Greg at all. So. Yeah. Um, well, cool. And then here's, here's the last one. This is, this is for me. Um, I know you're an avid hockey fan. It was not a great year for the Blackhawks last year, but hope springs eternal. What do you expect from the Blackhawks this season? How are you feeling about their prospects? Uh, it's going to be the worst season <laughs> I've ever seen, probably. <laughs> And I hope they do that in order to get some high draft picks because they are in some trouble right now. They're in a little bit of trouble, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a great time for Chicago sports generally, I don't think so. It uh, really is, honestly. Yeah, it's true. Well, they had the, they had the run. The Blackhawks had the great run with yeah. three, three championships. So um, here's the last thing. Local U is coming up November 2nd. Uh, because you're on here, I wanted to make sure you knew that we were going to be sponsoring three people. Uh, to, to, I think they're called scholarships. We have three scholarships for Excellent. people to attend. And, um, and so I think this is an awesome thing. I just want to make sure others who are able to uh, will, will do the same thing because if, as you can see on LinkedIn, people are starting to lose jobs. It's starting to be like more openings. If somebody still wants to learn and level up, um, it's, an, it's a way for them to, to go to the show to get skills and to, to hopefully get a job. Um, what will they get at, at Local U in November 2nd? What, tell us about the conference series and, um, and, and what, what they can expect. I don't want to give too much away. I'm not sure who's even speaking yet. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, Local U is just great, right? It's, it it's uh, not only are you going to learn a lot from a lot of the presenters that are there, right? Uh, a lot of uh, new presenters, a lot of up and coming presenters, especially in the, in the local SEO game. Um, try to uh, you know, kind of diversify the topics a lot as well, so you're not hearing the same thing regurgitated over and over. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think one of the biggest advantages of, of Local U as well is you know, just going out there and just kind of networking with everyone, right? Everybody's in local, everybody's there to learn, everybody's just kind of feeding, bouncing ideas off each other and things like that. And uh, you know, just the, the amount of information that you can attain from the conference and then going to you know the after parties and things like that uh that's that's really kind of where where i get the most value of it anyways so awesome well we'll be sure to link to it in the show notes uh in the meantime you're like the sixth person from sterling sky we've had on you guys have been awesome to me in the show and uh i'm so so happy we could do this in person and actually have a beer together yeah absolutely i appreciate it and uh, i know I, I was waiting for uh 
for my invite in person. I know I know COVID hit, but uh, yeah. everybody else, all the all the Canadian Sterling Sky people were getting in ahead of me, and it was. <laughs> Yeah, well, but, yeah I, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I'm so happy to do it. I'll give you a cheers for now and for absolutely everybody else. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Suzz and Search. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian.